Gentlemen, start your ringtone. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 1400 AM and 98.3 FM on a Saturday morning. And it's a beauty. It's a nice looking day out there, oh, Ronnie. It is gorgeous out there. When I leave here today, I've got to go work a softball tournament. And I don't think I'm going to mind being outside. Well, you've been there all week, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the big one at uh, Tiger River. It's a, it is. It's, it's a national? A national 12 and under girls softball. And listen, a lot of those girls out there looked 12. A lot of them looked 8. But I swear there were three or four girls spread throughout the tournament. They looked like they ought to have voter registration in their pocket. Well, those were the ringers. Tell you what, <laughs> some big girls. <laughs> and uh, Gene, good morning to you. Gene uh, Murphy from Murphy's Law, our uh, local track expert and... Uh, and columnist in the Herald Journal, how are you doing this morning? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, just glad to be here. And like you say, it is a pretty day. It's definitely race weather. Good day to go racing. I don't think anybody's called called their programs off yet, have no, they? No, no. I think I think we're good to go. <laughs> Where uh, are you going tonight, Gene? I'm uh, planning to go to Tazewell, Tennessee. Uh, this is going to be the Southern National Series uh, finale. And uh, they were supposed to race at Smoky Mountain last night. And uh, they got qualifying in, but then they, uh, the rain came and... I said Mother Nature reared her, reared her head again, showed how much of a race fan she's been in 2018. So they didn't get to run last night. But uh, this is going to be the, the finale for the series. And uh, Casey Roberts is leading Dale McDowell and Brandon Overton in the points. And it's going to be a it's going to be a dogfight all the way then. It's going to come down to the night. So who wins the championship? Cool. You're going to have fun tonight, then. Yeah. Yeah, I love Tazewell, too. Tazewell's something else. It's, like I say, it's one of those bucket list tracks that everybody needs to see third of a mile, high bank, the straightaways are banked, and uh, the, the track record's like ten and a half seconds. So, that's quick. That's, mean, getting, that's getting around there. Oh, they, they blister around through there. You know, I mean, it's it's you gotta see it to believe it. Well, that, that means you, you're pretty much running a mile every 30 seconds. Good. That's a little. Every 32 seconds, maybe. Want to give a special shout out this morning to our Fourth member of our group here, Greg Moore. Greg's a little under the weather. And, uh, Greg, if you're listening, and I'm sure he probably is. Probably. Hey, Greg. Get ready. I mean, get ready. Get well. (laughs) And get ready. Uh, We need you. We need to get you back here uh, as soon as possible. And... We take have care a, of yourself. Yeah, take care of yourself and take all the pills you're supposed to take and all that stuff. And uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully. Definitely. Being under the weather, it ain't fun at all. And- Especially when it's a nice day like this. Oh, I know. And um, we have a special guest in our second segment this morning, which is, um, I mean, a real local legend. We have a lot of great drivers from Spartanburg. And although he is not from Spartanburg, he's transplanted here since, uh, I think, sometime in the 80s. But We'll claim him. But we are going to claim him, and uh, and we have for years, and that's Chuck Piazza. And Chuck has been a friend of the show, and we haven't had him on in a long time, and we're looking forward to talking to Chuck about 20 after. 
And he is a Hall of Fame racer because he's in the, the Cherokee Hall of Fame, I believe. He is in the Cherokee uh, Speedway Hall of Fame, and we'll get him to tell us all about that. And putting David Pearson in the wall on the last lap of the Legends race, which I don't think he likes to talk about that too much. I mentioned, <laughs> I it, I mentioned it yesterday on the phone, and he's sort of... Gl- glossed right over it so maybe i won't even mention it so i'll mention it now <laughs> that uh that was in 2002 i think the first year they had the legends race at the at the fairgrounds spartanburg when they were trying to raise money for the hall of fame and um race had rex white and cotton owens and dick brooks and just amazing roger mandeville it was another one we need to have on the show we haven't had in a long time and uh david pearson and chuck piazza and it came down to the last lap and Chuck, uh, I guess wanted it more than David, but you know, I was I read about it in the paper last night on online last night from the Herald Journal, and uh, David went out the next year. They did it again in two thousand and three, and David built his own car. He went out and found a thirty seven Ford and uh, built it, and uh, he didn't let it happen twice. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So uh, that was a Clements flathead in that in that one too. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that that was a. Uh, that second car, the one he built special for, that was a that was a Clements racing engine flathead in there. Well, they uh, it was funny because it had a a picture of the car coming through the first turn at the fairgrounds, and it said, and it was painted up. I mean, similar to the '66 Dodge he won the Grand National Championship with when he drove for Cotton, and it said uh, the caption for the photograph said. Um, David Pearson in a car very similar to the one he drove to the 66 championship. And I said, well, wait a minute. This is just a 37 <laughs> Ford. Only the paint job is similar. <laughs> Only the paint job was similar. So, uh, But anyway, we got Chuck on coming up soon, and we look forward to talking to him. And um, so last week, I was hoping it wouldn't uh, go back to the big four winning a race, but dadgummit, it did. And, uh, I picked a good time to pick Harvick again. He went way out on a limb and picked Harvick, so now uh, Ronnie has a commanding lead <laughs> in our little uh, uh, local uh, championship. championship. We'll call it a championship because I want to be a champion. Well, you're going to be a champion, and all the laurels and uh, honor that goes with it, which is... Nothing. You could, nothing you can put in your pocket. <laughs> Bragging rights. Bragging rights. So, uh, but you got a two, two or three point lead now. Uh, I think it's two point lead. Yeah, over Nelson Crozier right. and Greg and Gene and and myself. We haven't we haven't scratched yet. So, but anyway, Kevin Harvick won last week and he did it very politely by nudging. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. By nudging uh, Kyle Busch out of the way on uh, about seven laps to go, six yeah. or seven, maybe somewhere around there, and um, went on to win. I mean, they, nobody was going to run him down, so the big four prevailed, and Harvick is uh, he's, he's looking like maybe a champion this year. Well, I was really surprised after the race, and they went to the, uh, the driver interviews. Kyle didn't seem real upset about it. I figured he would be pitching a fit. Well, but, you know, it was the same way. He he wins lots of times. Well, and and he would have, as we were saying before the show, uh, he'd have probably been a lot rougher about it going by. So out of the way. I think. Uh, I mean, it's accepted. That's the only way he was going to get by, probably. And uh, so, but he didn't. He didn't ram him. He didn't knock him into the wall. He just, just moved him over a little bit, and that took a little air off of him. Yeah. Well, it, if they had bumpers, it would have been the old. It would have been the old chrome bumper. And um, 
he got by him and went on to win. And I think that's, uh, I think he's got six now. And uh, Harvick, I mean, uh, Kyle Busch, I think, has four. And I believe uh, Truex has three. So, uh, anyway, oh, right. they're all right there together. And there's two or three others with one. So we will see what happens as they go to Pocono, which is a long track. That's um, the tri-cornered speedway up in, what did Nelson call it last week, the spinach patch? I believe that's what he called it. He called it the spinach <laughs> patch last week. And, uh, you know, it's got, the, it's got the longest straightaway in NASCAR or probably in um, American racing. I think it's even longer than the straightaways at Indianapolis. And Ryan Blaney took the pole there for the race um, coming up tomorrow at 2.30. And he, Ryan is, of course, driving for Penske, who is a, pretty much a, a, an operation there in Pennsylvania. I mean, that's where Penske's from. I know they race out of Charlotte. And but, we'll talk in the, the third and final segment to our friend and the smartest man I know, Nelson Crozier, who will tell us all about Pocono. He will, and he may be in the spinach patch. We don't know. Could well be. Uh, but qualifying up there was uh, yesterday, and Ryan Blaney took that pole in the Penske car with Kevin Harvick second. Jamie McMurray, sort of the surprise third in Chevrolet, and we're still waiting on Chevy to win a race this year. Martin Truex was fourth. Kyle Busch fifth. His brother Kurt is sixth. Logano seventh. Ryan Newman eighth. Clint Boyer ninth. And Denny Hamlin tenth. So uh, that's the way they will line up for a Pocono. And the Indy cars will be at Mid-Ohio. They took a week off last week. And the Grand Prix boys will be in Hungary. After running at Hockenheim last week with uh, Lewis Hamilton winning. And a rather controversial finish. So... Uh, so after Hockenheim, you get hungry. <laughs> yes, you do, I guess. And uh, I didn't think of it that way, Ronnie. Very good. So um, so that's what's happening on the national scene. And then again, locally, I guess, I know we had some rain outs and things last week. But, Gene, everybody ought to be running tonight, right? I believe so. Everybody should get in tonight. And uh, I know Cherokee, Harris, and Lawrence County Speedways, they're all scheduled to uh, race tonight. And, uh, Travelers Rest, uh, they ran last night. Uh it seems like we kind of get into this every year with uh seem like a lot of the tracks wind up on Saturday nights together, all together. And uh like Carolina Speedway and Gastonia, they run on Friday nights. And uh but I guess Friday night's not the best night because everybody's getting off work, has a hard time getting to the racetrack in time, so everybody kinda wants to run on Saturday night, but with everybody running on Saturday being within a small geographical area of each other. You know, you're competing for the same car, same fans. So I think it's good. Maybe maybe Trailers Rest. I, I hadn't even seen for sure, but with them going to Friday night, I don't know if this is a permanent move or not, but uh, definitely helped uh, car counts, fan counts, I'm sure. See, I would think maybe in a week or, well, not a week, three weeks from now when high school football kicks off, uh, I would think that that would hurt the gate at the racetracks because people are going to go watch their high school teams, especially around here, and their, their children play. And uh, I would think if they were going to double up on Saturday night, uh, it would it would happen for sure in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it, it this year it seems to have happened, you know, like more this year uh, than, than others. It seemed like everybody just wound up on Saturday kind of from the get-go most of the time. And now it seems they're, like I said, I don't know if this is a permanent move for Travelers Rest or not, but I think they... Uh, uh, had a good car count, good fan count last night from what I was reading. 
Did did you what, did you say you went someplace last week? No, I was. Well, I was going to go to Scriven for the Southern Nationals race, but uh, like I said, they got uh, so much rain earlier in the week. They decided to uh, call their program because they had so much. The grounds were just saturated. Swainsboro wound up running to fill the gap two nights in a row, but. I didn't wind up going anywhere. I, I halfway thought about going to Cherokee, and they tried to run. I think that's where you said you were going to go. Yeah, they they tried to run, but they wound up getting rained out. Oh, did they? Yeah, they they were, and they had over a hundred cars there. Goodness, uh, it's a it's a shame they had a great crowd. It like I said, it was fan appreciation night. They're going to try to make that up there at some point. Uh, but yeah, they wound up getting rained out. Because so. I was going to ask you if uh, I know when we were on the air, we were talking about. How it looked like maybe Harris pulled the plug a little too soon, and uh, where did everybody go? Well, I, and then if Cherokee got rained out, if they went there, I guess it was like a double whammy. Yeah, I, after that, I'm not sure because I, I say I think uh, Mother Nature just worked against everybody last week. Well, that's you know, she has a right. <laughs> she, she's got that knack too. Well, you know, I mentioned just now we are a racing show, but with a with a high school football and college football a, a few weeks after that, all getting ready to fire up. It's uh, there's going to be a lot of competition for um, viewers and people going through the turnstiles and everything. And uh, with around here, you know, high school football is uh, is huge. And I think what was three weeks from last night is week zero, so they will uh, um, be a lot of. A lot of sharing the headlines and the ink and uh, and the newspapers will be a little thicker and, you know, and racing. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to take a back seat to it, but there's definitely going to be a lot of competition for uh, people uh, in the seats. Yeah, it, it definitely changes the dynamic of, of the way everything's handled and uh, covered and where the fans go. And you've almost got to figure out where you, your biggest uh, liberty goes to, whether you're going to go racing or you're going to go football. Yeah, well, I'm sure uh, it's great to have too much to do. Oh yeah, that's a good problem to have <laughs> instead of it. Instead of being decisions, someplace where there's nothing to do, decisions, decisions. Yeah, well, do we want to go to the track or the the gridiron? So uh, those are some decisions we'll have to make in a very very short time, and it's a. Uh, Coming up on actually my favorite time of the year, and it seems to go by so fast. Uh, and I just I just call it football season, although there's a lot of racing going on. When the, when that pigskin goes in the air, and uh, it seems like it starts getting cooler, and and next thing you know, the leaves are falling, and it's just a great time of the year. Well, by and large, in the South, especially the Southeast, there are two seasons. There's football season, and there's waiting for football season. <laughs> That's right. Well, we're going to take a break right now and um, come back on our second segment and talk to one of the real racing legends of America, and especially around here in the Spartanburg area, Mr. Chuck Piazza. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studio. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, Plante. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of... Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, and it is my pleasure to bring on one of the real racing legends from the Spartanburg area. We're going to claim you, Chuck. I know you're not from here originally, but uh, Mr. Chuck Piazza, good morning, Chuck. Good morning. Good to have you back. It's been a while since we've had you on the show. I know. I think it was probably... Uh, God, I was thinking a couple of years, but I, I know we did that thing at the Chapman Center probably about four or five years ago and, and i know we had you on because you uh you were a big part of that for us and and we did the show from the chapman center and i know you're on that i don't know if we've had you on since then but uh you're long overdue and um glad to have you well thank you i'm uh and it's my pleasure uh i think you're correct it was uh, a few years ago at the chapman center and uh uh which which was a pretty nice uh, a pretty nice event for Spartanburg uh, race race car drivers and builders and many or many uh, of the more famous builders and drivers came out of Spartanburg back then at NASCAR. Well, Chuck, do you still have that itch to go in circles? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's been some time since. Uh, I guess uh, since I've done that, it's, uh, it was probably back in the early 2000s. Uh, uh, later on, I, I did I did do a lot of road racing, so I ran that up until about 2005, and that pretty much completed my racing uh, career. Well, you know, Chuck, we uh, we talked a little bit yesterday catching up, and I didn't. Uh I didn't realize that, uh, and I've already, by the way, let me say, I've already gotten out of the way that you uh, won the Legends race by putting Pearson in the wall. So we, were, we don't have to talk about that again. I, 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 I talked about that in the, in the first segment, the first 20 minutes. Yeah, well, that was, uh, you know, just, just to add to that, I, uh, you know, I think that was, it was strictly a, a, a racing incident, uh, certainly nothing intentional. And I have to say this, if somebody was really trying to put David in the wall it probably would be the reverse of what of what happened there so um well we can't rewrite history I bad about that, but. no well, that's what i was saying they uh i think david went out and built built his own car for the next year and uh but like i said we won't we won't belabor that tell us uh, what i'd like to hear about is uh, and i know you're not originally from spartanburg so what got you racing and what you what got you down here well, back, uh, I was racing up north, uh, western New York, Pennsylvania, uh, Ohio, Indiana, that area up there. And, and I started buying parts uh, <clears throat> probably back in 64 or 5 from uh, Rex White in Spartanburg. And uh, in 1967, I believe, we was on the way down to Daytona, and I thought I'd 
it would be good to stop and see Rex because I never, I had never met him personally. We just talked on the phone. I'd order my parts and let him know how I was doing. And, and uh, so that was the extent of actually knowing Rex at that time. So I, I stopped in Spartanburg to see him. And, and, and I think it was the very same time that Rex had moved to Atlanta. And uh, Elmo Henderson, uh, Ken Miller had a shop. And uh, so I got talking with them. And, of course, he was on his way to Daytona. And, and I talked with them for a while. And I was a machinist back at that time. And they was looking for a machinist to build some race parts. And I said, well, and as we talked, I said, boy, I'd have some interest in that. So we kind of left it there. And I went on to, uh, we, we went on to Daytona. And... Uh, on the way back, uh, I don't believe a stop, but I drove. We drove straight home. We drove 24 hours straight home. And when I got home, about three foot of snow, <laughs> couldn't get in my driveway. And I told my wife, I said, "You know, I said I think I want to move south." So, <laughs> so in three months, we arrived back in Spartanburg. I think it was about April, and uh, went to work for Almo for a while and. Uh, was able to Elmo and Ken help me get a couple of rides and and um, kind of that's where it started at. <laughs> well, I guess they were uh, the people that were already racing around here were were real thrilled for um, a northerner to all of a sudden show up and start winning. Did, did you start winning right off the bat, or did you uh, have to sort of work your way into the victory lane? Well, no, we actually, uh, after, after a few weeks, we was winning races. Uh, I don't remember how many I won that year, but we won a, a fair amount. I got to, uh, I think I drove a few races for, um, uh, let's see, uh, uh, Vincent Martin is a, is a, well, Larry Edwards was the first, uh, take that back. Larry Edwards, uh, I drove a few races for him. And then uh, Vincent Martin and uh, his brothers out of Chesney built a car, coil spring car, which I really was used to at the time. And uh, we had pretty much immediate success then. What tracks did you run? Well, we was running, uh, at the time, we was running uh, Shelby, Rutherfordton, uh, Gaffney, go to Charlotte and Concord once in a while. But mostly we was at the Shelby Cherokee Speedway and uh, uh, let's see what else. Well, stayed down here pretty much for for about a year or two. Yeah. And then we started running up in North Carolina a lot. So I run a lot of the, a lot of the tracks, and then we just started running all over really. And uh, it, we was we was pretty successful wherever we went. Uh, Chuck, I was uh, going over some of your history and all, and I seen some of the greats you ran against back then. Uh, you yourself also being a great, of course, like Billy Scott, and, uh, Hayward Plower, uh, Stick Elliott, and, uh, and just uh, to mention, Stick Elliott's uh, birthday was yesterday. <laughs> uh, but uh, any uh, any memories from that time racing against any of those guys stick out? Well, <clears throat> I think uh, I think this was a hotbed of of racing in the south when i <clears throat> pardon me when i got here and uh of course it was charlie blanton was another good one and uh 
used to have some really good races. Mike Duval uh, came along a little bit later, and uh, that was a rough bunch. That was hard to it was hard to win races with that group. <laughs> have you said Mike Duval's name? Everybody in the room here starts nodding their head. Yep, Mike Duval. You're naming some great drivers you were up against then. We yeah, and and uh, I think Speedy Thompson was still running back then, and of course Ralph Earnhardt and, uh, and Billy Scott. And, I mean, they were they were mostly up in uh, the Charlotte area, but uh, when we went up there to uh, start you know racing more up there, why uh, we, we still had some some very good success uh, even even against those kind of drivers. Um, so always fortunate to have had. Uh, Go for some good people. Uh, the Davis brothers, you know, out of Chesney and the Martins, and, and uh, had had good cars, good equipment, and and we was on Coil Springs, I think, uh, before most anybody else was, and uh, just had the cars working really well, and uh, gave us a lot of success. So. Well, I know when I googled your name last night, uh, what. Uh, a, a picture that I had seen before, you know, was one of the first ones that popped up, and that was, it looked like a some type of Chrysler kit car, and uh, I know that was, uh, it was painted up in the paint scheme of um, of K&K Insurance, the orange number 71, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, I've seen a picture of that car, and, and it, it said that you were driving it, but I, it had Al Unser or Bobby Unser or somebody's name on it from uh, maybe the Pikes Peak Hill Climb or something. What was the deal with that yeah. car? Yeah, that's correct. Um, that 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 started, I think, in 1971. Uh, Larry uh, Rathgab, the Chrysler uh, racing engineer, and Harry Hyde were visiting uh, Concord Speedway. Uh, I think it was probably during the October uh, race for Charlotte. Now that was a and dirt track, were, right? Yeah, they. Yeah, we was at a dirt track. Right, they was over there, and. Uh, Watched for a few minutes, and, and uh, Larry Rathgab uh, asked Harry Hyde, he said, where where are the Dodges and the Plymouth? All I see is Chevrolets out there, and I think there was one or two Fords. And Harry just commented, he said, look, he said, they they just aren't competitive. Every, you know, you got to run a Chevrolet or a GM car, you know, to, to be competitive. And and uh, Larry, Larry looked at Harry, and he said, well, by God, he said, they will we'll get one to run with them too. So Larry went back and developed over the next year. Developed this uh, Chrysler kit car that you could purchase everything over the counter and build your own race car. And uh, you could do that for what, like ten thousand dollars or something? Yeah, I think that the back then the price was eight or ten thousand. Yeah, it was affordable and, uh, for some yeah, people. Yeah, very much. So while so while. Uh, uh, Larry was working on the project at, at Chrysler. Harry went ahead and built the car using Harry's, uh, Larry's design. And, of course, all the parts weren't readily available, so Harry supplemented what he had. And came out with a little little kit car, and it was, just, it was like a little Grand National car. And uh, the maiden voyage for that car was out in uh, Pikes Peak, as, as you mentioned, with Bobby Unzer in the car. And when it was all said and done, he he set a close body sedan record up that mountain that lasted until the four wheel drive Audis come out in the early eighties. Wow! So it was a 
really impressive car. And uh, so then they brought the car back to the Concord area, and uh, uh, we did some testing with uh, Perry and his crew and at Concord Speedway, and uh, we tested for a week or two, and got the car surprisingly fast. <laughs> I think we was clipping a second or better off the track record. Wow. And uh, so I uh, had the initial race up there, and and we won it pretty handily, and uh, went on to win, I think, five or six more. I can't remember. Uh, but uh, impressive little car. We're talking to Chuck Piazza here on um, Start Your Engines. Chuck, uh, now, ex when, what year did you get here? When did you first come down here and start uh, taking everybody's money? Uh, April of uh, 1967. Uh, 67, wow, okay. Yeah. And uh, I know when my family and I got here, like, we, we didn't really even have a place to stay, so I stayed a little... We split our family up. Part of them lived with Alma Henderson, and the other, uh, and the rest of us lived with uh, Bobby Gossett. He used to race here years ago. I remember the name. Yeah, Bobby was a great guy, and uh, we we had a lot of help from you know folks that tried to make us comfortable and get us get us started when we moved in here. And you've got to really want to. I'm sorry, I was just going to say, you've really got to want to do it to come down and, and uproot your family and then come down here and live, uh, and live with other people. Well, my wife, she she, uh, she cried for three years. Now. <laughs> <laughs> she, got, she got used to it, but she finally did. And uh, so just, just had a great amount of, uh, of, of help. And, and, of course, the, the ride with... Uh, Short term as it was with uh, with K uh, and K Insurance and Harry Hyde was it's kind of a highlight of my racing career and the car was just so amazing. Well, I would say that would be the highlight of anybody's career. Before we have to to, to take a break, I wanna I wanna touch on quickly your induction into the Cherokee Speedway Hall of Fame, and that was last year, correct? Yes, yes, it was. Uh -huh. Well, that, I mean, that's quite an honor. There's everybody that's anybody's race there, and to get into their Hall of Fame is quite a, an accomplishment. Well, I, it was, and I was, I was a little surprised. I never raced a whole lot there. I mean, we ran a two or three years. I think we're pretty steady, and and uh, had had pretty good success. And that was when Stick and Charlie and um the Gaffney drivers of Preston Humphreys uh remember him he's deceased now but you know I was uh, going to ask you about Preston Humphreys and we don't have time to get into it now but I, I just wanted to ask were you in the race where he lost his life that was a Thanksgiving Day race in 1977 in Charlotte that's right that's right and I was not okay we I think we raced but it might have been somewhere else uh, and I don't recall but okay but anyway getting back Getting back to Cherokee Speedway quickly, uh, go ahead and say what you were saying about that. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, it's all right, Barry. I was just uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, you know that was that was just a a tragic that accident that happened. And, yeah, and we lost a very a really good driver back then, and, and thought a lot of Preston. So I went uh, went to his memorial race up in uh, Shelby. Up couple of years ago and got to see some of the old drivers but uh it was an honor to uh 
Preston. So. Well, speaking of honors, Chuck, it. It, it, it's uh, it's been an honor having you on the show, and I can uh, I can promise it won't be four or five years before we do it again. You're a you're a wealth of information and a great friend of the show, and a real uh, a real star and uh, and the the sky of Spartanburg Auto Racing, and um, and we want to thank you so much for coming on, and um, and just stay healthy and uh, and be back with us next year. Well, I'd I, I like, and uh, God willing, we, we, maybe we can do it, Barry. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, Chuck. That's Chuck Piazza, one of the greats of uh, Spartanburg and national auto racing. And uh, haven't talked to Chuck in a while. We won't let that happen again. He's one we've uh, we've uh, not paid enough attention to, to tell you the truth. That's true. But we're going to take a break right now and come back and talk to Nelson Crozier. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg on AM 1400 and FM 98.3. Hey, man, you're looking for good, clean, late-night fun? Boy, do we have a show for you. I'm KB, and I host Up Late, Planet Earth's only late-night, locally-produced, mid-market sports talk show. So habit-forming, you can't fall asleep without it. Up Late with KB, weeknights at 11, only on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. I want to spread the news. Sure, it's easy to jump on the Internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That's where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janney Montgomery Scott, located right here in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. Trent can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Good morning, Nelson. How are you this Saturday? Doing well. Quite uh, a difference in the weather in Pocono today over what it was yesterday. So you're yesterday actually it was hot. You're actually up in the spinach patch. I'm in between right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you know what? They're building next to uh, the spinach patch. I was thinking, I was laughing about that several times this week. I was thinking about uh, they're running at Pocono and you calling it a spinach patch. So, um, well, what did you think of last week? The big four did it again, or one of them did. Uh, and I thought Harvick very politely moved Kyle Busch out of the way. Well, Harvick definitely had, uh, had the classiest car uh so because pit stops, cautions, and whatever, uh, it was kind of iffy. Uh, but, you know, he came out and he caught up with, uh, you know, uh, Kyle pretty uh, easily. And, you know, Kyle just wouldn't let him by. He tapped him once, waited a little bit, tapped him again, waited a little bit. And then he tapped him a little harder, and he's on by. Uh, and uh, Kyle... Uh, you know, was not uh, upset with it. He said, well, you know, that's how I was going to race. That's how I'm going to race the next time. But, you know, there are a lot of instances uh, like that in the past. And, you know, that wasn't a, a, a bump in the crash. And that was a, a tap moving out of the way. One time at uh, Rockingham uh, in a bush race, uh, Earnhardt went up behind uh, Jeff Bodine uh, coming off turn two, gave him a tap. Earnhardt pulls into victory lane. Uh, Jeff Bodine comes in. He said, you could have put me in the wall. 
Turn out, looks at him and said, Bud, if I don't want to put you in the wall, you'd be in the wall. <laughs> well, we, we were talking earlier, and I was surprised that uh, Kyle didn't get upset. But then I, I think maybe looking back on it after listening to you, he probably just knew that Harvick had the better car and was going to eventually get around him. Oh, no no question about it. And, uh, you know, uh, you tap him once, you tap him twice, you better be ready because the third time is going to be more than just a love tap. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way racing is. You could see that coming a mile away. And I, I personally wasn't surprised that... Uh, um, Kyle Busch was so calm about it because he would have done the same thing, and and it it was done very gentlemanly. Gentlemanly, I mean, if there's such a way to to do it, and so what's the where's the end in sight that these three guys are going to quit winning all the races, Nelson? Oh, uh, they still are dominant, but I think you're going to see. Uh you know, Ryan Blaney, uh, it was very strong. Uh, you know, of course, Harvick uh, was the fastest in the practice that ended a little bit ago. Uh, you got Eric Jones. You got Denny Hamlin right up there. Uh, Clint Boyer, uh, you know, there's a good selection right up there uh, at the top of the field. So we'll see when they have qualifying this afternoon uh, how things turn out. But, you know, we have a truck race coming up. And, uh, you know... Uh, Grayson uh, is pretty sick. They just put him on a stretcher, uh, and it looks like uh, William Byron's going to throw it for him in the truck race. What's the matter with him? Uh, I guess it's like a flu. He just said he does not feel good. Mm. I have a, as a casual observer more to NASCAR, uh, it seems to me that Harvick seems to be laser-focused this year. I mean, not only just looking at the wins, but it seems like they're really really focus on the championship. Do you, do you get anything like that, Nelson, or you just think it's uh, pretty much like it has been, or you think he's more focused this year? No, he's definitely focused. The whole Stuart Haas team, uh, you know, are focused. Uh, Tony Stewart went in and uh, made some changes on the crew, uh, crew members this week. They said, you know, sometimes you got to stir things up a little bit, so we'll see whether that makes more of a difference. Because last week, uh, you know, pit stops what's got him behind. Well, you know, even Eric uh, Eric Almarola ran great last week. In fact, I was thinking he might even win, and he, he finished third, if I'm not mistaken. So that's uh, that's the only Stuart Haas car that hasn't won, and uh, he was in the mix. Oh, no question. I mean, uh, they've got their program together. The, the cars are top-notch. Uh, pit crews could be a little bit better. Uh, the Gibbs crews are... Yo, know, there's still the classic field so far as stops. Is there any panic in the Chevrolet camp? I mean, good grief, they're not. I see McMurray qualified third, but uh, I mean, they they don't don't even have a win yet. It's it, it would be, or do do they have a win? Daytona. Austin oh, Dillon. Okay, Austin Dillon. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It was, but uh, right. You know. Um, there's just there, there's just not really too much in the picture. I'd, I'd say Kyle Larson's the only one that's been doing a whole lot, and um, he, but he's he's not around at, at the front at the end. No, uh, you know, so far as the first practice this morning, uh, you only had two Chevrolets in the top ten. Chase Elliott was tenth, and uh, William Byron was sixth. So uh, you know they definitely got some work to do. You know, Chase seems to be the best running car over Hendrick. 
And it's been over a year since, uh, you know, Hendrick Carr has been in victory lane. Yeah, I heard that statistic, and I guess that was uh, exactly one year last weekend since uh, Hendrick Carr. And, and um, that's saying something. Of course, they got they got some young talent. They got some new drivers with with Bowman and uh, Byron. Byron and the grand old man has been Jimmy Johnson, and now they just of course now they signed uh, his now uh, um, Chuck. What's, what's, what's his crew chief's name uh, now? Chad Nows. Chad Nows, Chuck. Chad Nows to a, a two-year contract this week. So uh, they, they obviously, obviously aren't breaking it up or going anyplace. But, uh, you know, this is quite a drought. Right. Uh, and uh, 43 car, uh, you know, resigned uh That's true. Wallace uh, for another year. Yep. And uh, lest we forget it, 35 years ago at Pocono, Tim Richmond won. Yeah, that's that's right, and that was uh, uh, probably one of the. Uh, I think that he, was he was that when he was getting sick, or was that when he was in his prime? He won a couple of races there when he was, uh, you know, probably should yeah, have even been the, on the track. No, this uh, this was when he was in his prime. Okay, uh, you know, uh, and some brewers, the crew chief on it, and you know. They were running real strong at that time. They had old Milwaukee as a sponsor. Yeah. Nelson, let's do our picks real quick before the time catches up with us. Who you like this week? It's hard to not uh, pick Harvick. Well, does that mean you're picking Harvick? <laughs> yes, I'm, uh, I guess so. Well, Ronnie picked him last week, and he's got a, a two-race lead on you now. None of the rest of us have even scored yet. So, uh, Ronnie picked our and, and I'm going to go next because... I forgot to pick. I got everybody else to pick last week, and I didn't get my own. So I'll take uh, I'll take Keselowski. Gene, what do you think? I'll go with Boyer again. Okay. And uh, I'll put Greg down for a Menard. So he's a, he's the Wood Brothers uh, driver. And, uh, Ronnie, what do you got? Well, I think, judging by last week's race, that uh, I'm going to go with the 18. Uh, let's see if he... Gets nudged out of the way at Pocono. You know, when I think of Pocono and nudging, I never forget uh, uh, Jeremy Mayfield nudged Earnhardt out of the way in, uh, in turn three, which actually is the final big sweeping turn there. And uh, I think uh, Earnhardt saluted him when he went by with with one finger. You remember? I believe you're correct on that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but as, as I mentioned, we've got uh, the truck race this afternoon here at Pocono. And uh, also this afternoon, we've got the Xfinity race in Iowa. And is that um, a standalone event, or what? What else is there? Something else in I'm Iowa? Not sure whether it's standalone, uh, I don't know if it's IndyCar or whether it's standalone. No, IndyCar is at uh, Mid Ohio. So okay, uh, it must be standalone then. Because uh, I was thinking the trucks would be with them, but you say they're getting ready to run Pocono. So uh, that's uh, right. Uh, and the Arca race uh, ran in Pocono yesterday, and they got uh, just over halfway before the bottom fell out. Mm, okay, who won that? Uh, or do you recall? I don't really remember. Okay. I, no, I, I should, but I don't remember. That's okay. You, you're uh, you're not obligated to keep up with everything. <laughs> I am, but you aren't. Nelson, um, as far as uh, I think there were some loose lug nuts or anything uh, 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 last weekend, is there anything on the crime scene we need to know about? The no, crime and punishment? One loose lug nut last week. Uh, you know, the teams are thrashing to try to figure out uh, 
you know, some more about the optical scanning system, and I think I've been mentioning that all along, but yeah. the teams are finally uh, realizing uh, that they were missing the boat on it. Well, Nelson, we appreciate you coming on the show like you do every week. Where, where are we going next week? Oh, you know, good question. <laughs> well, get your airline ticket, and we'll we'll talk wherever it is. We'll talk to you from there next week. You got it. I mean, I should know, but uh, I should too. I, I completely blew a, drew a blank, blew a drink. <laughs> okay, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, okay, sounds good. All right, that's Nelson Crozier and. Uh, I got to make a quick confession here. I, I told y'all when I walked in the door this morning, my computer is out of ink, and usually you can get by with a you little mean bit your of ink. Printer is my, my printer. Well, yeah, they're all they're hooked together somehow, and um, and I, I usually have reams of information that I end up throwing in the trash I can't use. And this week I don't have anything, and I don't. Uh, I, I need it. Well, we got about we got about four minutes left. And something I just received, I, I want to get out. It's not racing, but it happens Tuesday. Spartanburg High School is going to have their first annual football media day. Right. At, no. at 3 p.m. Listen, these are the schools that are going to be in attendance. Spartanburg Vikings, Dorman Cavaliers, Burns Rebels, Boiling Springs Bulldogs, Chapman Panthers, Landrum Cardinals, Union County Yellow Jackets, Gaffney Indians, Broom Centurions, Woodruff Wolverines, Chesney Eagles, and the Blacksburg Wildcats. Wow. All these teams are going to be over at Spartanburg High School July 31st. That's Tuesday mm-hmm. at 3 p.m. If you want to go see a, a, a preview of the football teams, go to Spartanburg High School. Well, I'll give you one to go along with that. They've been uh, talking about it all week. I believe our illustrious uh, open mic boys with uh, Ryan Clary and Hauser, one or both of them, are going to be there. Cool. And this is sponsored by the Beacon. Of course. And we are talking from the Beacon Driving Studios uh, right now. Gene, you got a couple of things for us before we go? Yeah, I just wanted to mention that uh, Jonathan Davenport, uh, Lucas Oil Late Mall Dirt Series points leader, he won big one last week. He won the Silver Dollar Nationals at uh, I-80 Speedway in Greenwood, Nebraska last week. Uh, picked up $53,000 for the win. Uh, it's a it's a, considered a crown jewel, so that's a big race. How much? 53000 53, 53, Yeah. Goodness. And uh, that's that's one of the big ones of the year. And then their World Outlaws uh, Craftsman Lake Mall Series, they're at the Prairie Dirt Classic tonight at uh, Fairbury American Legion Track in Fairbury, Illinois, and this is another uh, crown jewel. So uh, it's, it's a big weekend for dirt racing. I didn't know they ran for that much money. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, I didn't know they ever ran for that much money. Oh, yeah. With the Dream in, uh, in June at Eldora, that's 100,000 win. <laughs> for how many laps? Uh, 100. Oh, there's, that's a... there's actually, there's actually uh, this year, what, there's 200,000 win races, and then there's the big race at Mansfield, Ohio, this year, and I think it's up to over two hundred thousand wins <laughs> to win. Yeah, that's not the overall purse. No, it's to win. That, I mean, that's well. Listen, the that's cost a lot of, of money. Run, the cost of running these race cars goes up every year. It's about time some of the purses did. Oh yeah, I mean, the, that's the, unbelievable. The dirt late model chassis, uh, you know, it's it's just gotten so complex, so complicated. I mean, it's a it's a serious race car chassis, and it's. These cars are expensive, and uh, 
I mean, they need to be running for, uh, you know, for bigger purses. And, uh, of course, you know, that's sometimes met a little kickback because, of course, the ticket price has got to go up. But, you know, uh, it's good seeing them get the, the bigger purses. And you get that with the, the racing series, you know, the racing series keep get the purses up for the tracks and guarantee the stars to come in. So it's all hand in hand. Well, I just got a text from Chuck saying uh, appreciate him us having him on the show and uh i think he he needs to get him a car and get some of that two hundred thousand dollars i believe chuck can still do it but that's a that's a lot of money oh yeah oh yeah definitely we appreciate uh chuck piazza coming on the show today as a special guest we want to say uh a special hello and get well to greg greg and uh of course we couldn't do the show without greg and we uh Usually go out and have lunch after uh, after we um, do the show over at Applebee's out on East Main Street in Spartanburg. And we uh, won't be doing that this week. Ronnie's got his softball tournament. And I got to go to Mako because my, my front splitter. See, I, I just started driving again yesterday. That car hadn't been moved since June the 2nd when I took my in-laws back to Miami and uh, or West Palm Beach and hit that something in the road and knocked a splitter off my car. So I got it held up with bungee cord. And uh, so I got to go over to Mako and uh, see what they'll fix it for. They, they'll wonder where I've been because <laughs> I've had so many cars in there all the time. So uh, we appreciate it. Y'all come back and listen to us next week. We'll have another great guest. Get well, Greg, and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox Sports. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3, Fox Sports 1400, WSPG Spartanburg. Fox Sports trending now. This report presented by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. 